Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Victory Monday! Kool-Aid time! And as our director said, he's not sure if that came out of Lake Erie. I can dispel that myth. G mixed that up before the show. It came out of G. Bush, apparently. (laughs) Hey, like, hey, can we get this over to the lab? Yeah. A, a couple of a couple of weeks ago, I went to the bathroom and it was kind of yeah. It kind of mur- looked well, murky like that. At G's party this weekend, there was a lot of crazy drinks being served. So that you know, who that knows? might be it. Fluorescent. That's nuclear waste. How was the party? My apologies for not being able to. Hey, yeah, listen, sorry, it, we no, had it, a full weekend. It, listen, I, you know what? We had here's a great time. A, here's what I learned about it. If you're having a party, just go ahead and just give everybody you know an invitation. So that way you can be off the hook because you know everybody can't come, right? Everybody, like, and if you, everybody came... About 50%. That, yes, 50%. It usually works out that and, way. And if everybody came uh, that you gave an invitation to, you'd be dead. You, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to walk or in. Or you'd be buying you a bigger house. You know what's funny about that? When we got married, they said, send, save the date cards. Yes. That's the worst thing you can do because they said, okay, well, like, at fr- like it's a 60%. <laughs> Acceptance rate. It usually. increases the acceptance rate. Our, we were like over ninety yeah. percent. I was yeah, like, yeah. where are we going to put all this? I didn't really want daughter. you to come. I was just being polite. Like, yeah. that's, that's it. That's now I got to feed you at a hundred dollars. Right. Like, I, I know you got stuff to do. You're not showing up to that. Yeah. Like, no, you're right about the same day. Oh, don't ever. If you're getting married, do don't, quiz. Do, hey, don't get do married next weekend. Boom. Yeah. Right. Do not do save the dates. It will cost you in the long run. But it was a beautiful time. Everybody showed up. It was a nice family. How was the chicken? You had you had your guy in. Chicken was great. Amazing. Really? Yeah, it was really good. As an advertiser, did he gas him? No, it was really good. The guy, wow. in fact, the jerk chicken guy was there. We he was met there. the jerk chicken guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerk chicken wow. guy was there. Uh, we had uh, we Daryl was there. Um, there was a yeah. bunch of people who, like, look, look, everybody, people just showed up. And the cool thing about it, my, my wife, shout out to you. She made she thousands of dishes. Like wow. things like and labeled cook, everything right? on the yeah, everything yeah, in the buffet was labeled oh. by her. See, that's key to me because I don't yeah. eat seafood. Yep. And sometimes you're looking at it, it's like could be chicken, could be seafood, I don't know. Yeah. But you don't want to taste it and then spit it out or smell <laughs> it. It's a little yeah, rude. Right. Yeah, so I, I appreciate the labeling. I think that's good. a nice extra mile. Yeah, was, and we did a live awesome. show there for like I 10 saw minutes. That. Yeah. I saw that. Oh, wow. they came into my booth. We was like we were hanging out. All right, let's go around the horn. Shotgun reaction to yesterday's win that puts the Browns at 7-3 and and a half game out of first place in the North. I I thought my Browns had a great day. (laughs) Uh, It was a great win by the Browns. Where do you get that? I see you. wearing the shirt. Hey, listen. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was a fantastic win. It wasn't pretty, at least by the offense, but (laughs) the Browns are trying to prove something that has, or do something that hasn't been done in a very long time win without very good quarterback play. And I thought DTR, for what he was asked to do, actually did a decent job. We'll get into the details on that. I thought it was a great win. There were some clutch performances on that final drive from some guys who hadn't done much all the time. But the defense obviously led the way. Miles Garrett setting the tone right off the bat with that sack that should have been a safety. But thankfully, it wasn't. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, exactly. It led to a touchdown. You know, Mike said something on our call pre-show that it was exactly what I was thinking last night driving home from the game. 
if I told you before the year, Deshaun's not going to hardly play this year. He's going to have a bum shoulder. He's going to go on IR at the halfway point. Nick Chubb's not going to play all year. Uh, you're going to be down to your fourth and fifth starting tackles. What do you think the Browns' record would be right now? It would be three and seven, two and eight. And I'd be fighting G about, he'd be screaming, fire him! Fire everybody! Everybody's got to go! And I'd be going, G, they got nobody! They got nobody! What do you expect? And yet this team is seven and three and in control of its own destiny. It's unbelievable the job that they have done. Full credit to them for doing it, for finding ways to win. They Steelers the Steelers yesterday. Yep. That's exactly what, they what they I did. said when the game was over. Yeah. I told my wife, I said, we turned into the Steelers yes, today. Yes, they yeah. Steelers the Steelers, and and all credit to them for doing that. Yeah, listen, I, I watch video games now because I don't have time to play. And so, so I, you watch other people play them? Yes, I watch just watch things I'll never understand. For fighting, a fighting games, uh, strategy games where you know they go around in teams and they see who can last longest in war type situations. And I realized the reason I watch those is because it gives me some insight into Kevin Stefanski's mind. I think this was one of the most masterful jobs he has he's done while he's here, and a lot of people don't really understand why. When we get into it. This was this was genius level, right? Because a lot of people were screaming that they didn't throw the ball. They were a little conservative, but I, it, it hit me. I said, "Oh man, this is you know." I, I tell them like in the, in the Matrix, in the last one, not this last one, but the one before that, Matrix uh, Revolutions. He says, uh, "You know, the Oracle and the, uh, and the Architect they meet on the bench, and the Oracle sitting there, and the Architect comes along. He says, you played a dangerous game, didn't you?'" She was like, "Yes, I did play a dangerous game." Kevin Stefanski played a dangerous game, but it worked. It works, and I will we'll, we'll expound on that later. Yeah. I love I love that analogy. I don't know anything about what you're talking about, but yeah. I love the analogy that he's coming a, at this it, from a different angle. That's what geniuses do. Mm-hmm. Not saying he's a genius, but what I, what he did yesterday and what he's done this year. To your point, we have all of a sudden enveloped the Steelers' culture. We're doing it with great defense. It is not a good offense, but the offense knows coming into the game because of the defense they have, they don't need to be great. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you run it a lot. It's okay if you don't get a lot of yards on the ground. What was interesting to me yesterday was the game played out exactly how we said it would Friday. Really, you said 10-9. to 9. Mm-hmm. I had 17-13. It was low scoring. They, I think they both... Turned it over once. Am no, I right? No, no. Steelers, Steelers didn't turn did not turn it over. Okay, yeah. so just Cleveland had the pick. Yeah. When you go back and you look at the things that we said had to happen for them to win, they they checked all those boxes. Miles made a couple of big plays when he needed to. Miles Garrett, again, he didn't do anything to hurt himself in Defensive Player of the Year uh, hunt. For my money, the fact that this team is seven and three, when you put all of that evidence, because I, I I'm with you, three and seven. Yep. I literally thought about it. Okay, where would they be? Yeah. What we're watching in real time, and it's so exciting to watch, is a slow and gradual turning of the Browns' ship. Their point on the horizon is changing as we're watching them. They now have the confidence, whether it's DTR or P.J. Walker or Deshaun Watson. All three of those quarterbacks have come in against big odds at the end of the game when they have not been moving the ball. And Kevin called the right plays at the exact right time. I was screaming the entire game, throw the ball downfield, 
Throw the ball downfield. I was not. Keep them honest. I yeah. wanted one a quarter. I, I thought they would take a deep I shot late. I was texting. No, I did too. I, I was thought texting they would. with our subscribers. Well, because as I said to Mike before the show, one throw deep. The Steelers were going to play the way they were playing. If they but throw, no Minka Fitzpatrick. I, that's why I thought, try him out. And they had their backup safety go off to injury. Yes, at one point. And I thought. This is what G's talking about, the dangerous game and why he didn't do it. And I loved every minute of it. And it worked. But there's I, some I, work. I, now, now, the question is. How how much can this work? Well, going forward, can, he's going to have to do more. But it was for he will. Kevin Stefanski's game plan and game by game, and that's what Bill Belichick does. It before, is before he went over the cliff. Now do they have the easiest schedule remaining? No, but it's definitely not as hard as some other teams that are in. The I mean, same when, race when you look at their remaining schedule, you said appropriately on Friday that it's a race to ten. Yes. They're three, they need three in seven to get to ten. They're going to get there. But they're going to get there. I think, I think their schedule is a little bit tougher than you might give. I, Denver is no pushover. That's, no, they're not. Houston is suddenly looking like. I'm scared. And the, Jet, the, the, the Jets, though, who the hell is the Jets starting quarterback? The Jets, I think that's a win. The Bengals week 18 is probably a win, but it shouldn't come to that. None of the, but none of these games are very tough. But the, I mean, you got the freaking Jaguars in there. The Texans and the Jaguars are not easy. Bears no, no, no. and Jets look should be winning. Look at the Bills' schedule, guys. Go look at their schedule. Here. Chiefs, uh, Eagles. The Ravens actually have the hardest schedule in left. And I think really? the Bills have the third hardest. Well, that's great for us, though. Yeah, according to, you know, based on some winning you know, percentage. metrics. Yeah. Not winning percentage. Okay. Based on, on the metrics on how good teams we'll are. We'll get into it in a little bit, but when we're talking about Stefanski and the way he coaches and everything, I had a player tell me something yesterday and made, immediately made me think of you. And we'll talk about it a little bit later okay. about the way that he has sort of changed his style a little bit this year. From offense to defense? No, just oh. in just in his thinking. We'll talk about it okay. a little bit a little we'll, bit later. Because then I text later. with a couple other players uh, and they I, all agree You know, with we've it. been talking a lot on this show. I first brought it up last year about how the offense has regressed and it's more of a defensive game. I have so many numbers it took two pages to print them out. We are officially out of the high production a powerful offense era and into an era of more defensive-minded play. And by the way, that bodes very well yeah. for our Cleveland Browns. I, I don't buy that very we're in well. – I don't buy that it's an era yet. It's not long enough to be no, called an era. Well, you're right, because for, yeah. for it to be an era, it's got to be three years. But I, I, I can show you where it's two years, and this is the third year – of declining offensive production, go back to twenty. Right, but the team that the team that won the Super Bowl still won because of offense last so, year. So if you do it that way, and I understand yeah. why you would, because that's the cream of the crop. That can still be an anomaly. What I did is I took total numbers from all games, and it's a pretty clear delineation all right, that it we'll is a, a much more defensive-minded game. Sacks are through the roof now. Sacks are through the roof. Go ahead, Mike. We're going to get our first read, and then we're going to dive into some specifics from yesterday, and starting with DTR. But first, if you're looking to score early this NFL season, FanDuel is the place to use all your sports gambling needs. It is so easy to use, and they have a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. You can visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. That is FanDuel.com slash UCSS. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And shout out to our guy, Hall of Fame Juco, who hit a 14-leg money line college football parlay. Oh he oh hit wow. Toledo money line, Ohio <clears throat> money line, Pittsburgh money line, UTSA money line, Penn State money line, Michigan money line, Ball State money line, Wyoming money line, Colorado State money line, 
Georgia money line, TCU money line, Iowa money line, Missouri money line, and Texas money line, and turn twenty-five bucks into four thousand ninety-six bucks. So shout out to wow. Wow. Uh, JUCO Good Hall of Fame Lord. for that winning ticket. If you have a winning fan duel ticket, <laughs> wow. hit us up and tweet at us at the okay. Ultimate Sports. Show. I think we can that's what's in college football in the coming days. Wow. If you pick right, it's it's, yeah. it's in college football. Yeah. Hey, these people. It's be, tough to do the NFL. Like they, that. Be, they be winning. People be winning so much. I be wanting to be gambling. I'm like, man, is it easy to just pick them like that? Then I look at my fantasy well, people football. People are not sending us their losing tickets. No, right. that's but a fact. And it's you know so what? fun. I'm glad you said that because yeah. someone that watches the show regularly said you're highlighting the winners. Make sure that you talk about the losers. And of course. To be responsible, we do both. That's right. Yes. There are obviously a lot more losers than You want winners. to be responsible in your gambling. FanDuel yeah. is great. It's awesome. It, 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 that's why I love these because people you are not limits. You're not risking a lot of money. You're They're betting $5, $10, $20. Right. You know, that's great. And if you win a ton of money, that's beautiful. But you're not risking to, too much. Right. Low risk, high reward. Yes. Don't try to dig out of a hole by that's making right. a bigger yes. bet. I know yes. people that have done that. Yeah. Doesn't always end well. But that's why this is great. <laughs> FanDuel is great because you could risk a little and win a lot. All right, Mike, you want to turn right into the DTR conversation on his play yesterday? Yeah, DTR. That's a good place to start. Yeah, well, we could grade his first half. We could grade his second half. He led a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter after leading the Browns to 54 total yards for the first 28 minutes of the second half. I mean, oh, it was a roller coaster of emotions for a rookie quarterback. But at the it end was, of the day, yeah. Yeah. when it mattered most, DTR stepped up in the biggest of ways. What do you give him? Total grade and I, second half. I, I think it's hard to grade him because I, I was doing grades on my podcast yesterday. I think I gave him a C minus. And then I was like, I guess that's a little too harsh because I'm grading him against typical quarterbacks. Like, his numbers are an F. Or a well, D minus. Factor about five drops into there. Yeah, but I can't. I know, Te- I know. Technically, it's seven. Just, every by the team way. has it was drops. Seven, seven drops. Okay, yes. by my eyes, it was at least five. It doesn't. But it now, doesn't I know matter. every team has every drops. Team has but drops. yesterday was our. We had a case of the drops yesterday more than it any was, other time. But this I, year. listen. It, also, Elijah Moore on that play in the last drive, he got down on the ground to make a catch. Sure. So if we're gonna if we're gonna fact, I'm not gonna factor in that. If you look at if you just looked at the stats, it's basically a D minus performance. But if you actually watched the game and you knew going in what the expectations were, which for me were very low because the only time I'd seen him play, he didn't play well. I in the end will give. I gave him a C minus yesterday. I'm upgrading that to a B minus. Oh wow! Because of what he was asked to do, you got to put it in context of that. Now, in the grand scheme of things, he has to be. He's going to have to do more down the line. Certainly in the playoffs, where I think the Browns are going, he's going to have to do more. But for yesterday, he did for the most part what they wanted him to do. None of the stats are good, except for the game-winning drive. Those are good stats. But I thought he did some really nice things with his legs. He showed tremendous growth off his first game. Tremendous growth. You know, the, the pick was a tip ball. I thought he was careful. He didn't throw any careless passes. And he was in a tough spot because the, the Steelers obviously knew they weren't going downfield much. And the running game was completely in, ineffective. So he was in a tough spot. So that's why I upgraded him to a B minus, even though the stats are a D minus. I think you had it right the first time. I think it's a C minus. Okay. And if That's you look at I the am. numbers, if you look at the numbers, it's an F. But yeah. if you grade on the curve and understand yeah. the circumstances he's in, it's probably about a C minus. And it's he's going to get better, right? Like the more reps he takes, the longer he's in there, he should get better. Obviously, he was better from his first start to yesterday, and now he should only continue to grow. You know, we said the open, the Steelers, the Steelers. Well, he just picketed the Steelers because this has a Kenny Pickett game. It's really not there for three quarters, then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, you're like, where did that come from? Well, that's exactly what DTR did, that final drive. That throw to Elijah Moore was his best throw of the game. 
the the he one made to a midfield. Couple of his best throws on that last drive. Yeah, but that one in particular, I thought was his best throw of the game. And you talk about the drops, and I am going to count the drops because he was hitting guys right in the hands. I'm counting them too. Yeah, he hit Elijah Moore right in the hands on one, and he dropped it. Now he went right back to him, and Elijah made the play on second down, and I think they converted the first or got close to the chains. Yep. Njoku had a terrible <coughs> day. He took he took full blame. Yeah. He came out and but said, he made a big catch on crap. the last drive. He did have yeah. a big catch on the last yeah. drive. That was not a typical David day. Yeah. He had too many that hit him in the hands. It should have been catches that he dropped. So his numbers, every team has drops, yes, but those yesterday looked awfully egregious. Probably made his numbers look a little bit worse than what they would have otherwise. I know we're going to get to the Flacco thing. I don't think Joe Flacco's a factor in this. If Flacco's on the field, something's gone terribly wrong for the Browns. This is DTR's job, I believe. He's simply a, a safety net. Yeah, right. I would not be. St- I would not start him unless I felt like no. I had to. No, no, we'll this talk is, about that much more. This is DTR's job. Is yeah, this is DTR's job the rest of the way unless something goes. Unless he's a disaster. Yeah, and that's that's going tragically wrong. Gene, what do you grade him? Listen, I had him at a C plus. I upgraded him to a B minus. And the reason I upgraded him to a B minus is because, you know, that drive is what what, those drives right there is what they pay quarterbacks for. You you get paid millions of dollars not before what you do in the first, second, or third quarter. It's about the fourth quarter. And if you get the ball back, are you going to be able to lead your team downfield? And for a rookie in his second start to be able to do that, against the Pittsburgh Steelers squad in that that spot, that deserves some sort of credit. Now, if you was to take that in a vacuum and look at the whole game, people would say, okay, look at those numbers. And that's a C minus D, D effort game. But as I said before, as I teased in the open, this was part of the game plan. The game plan was was to make sure that, that uh, you know, DTR understood no turnovers. And the one turnover he had, it hit somebody in the hands, popped up. That wasn't on him. Now, he said it in the post game. He said, look, I've, I've put a, a lot of work in. I've done the work. I've done the film work. I've been meeting with, with AVP and, and Stefanski. And he said this, and I thought this was a big point for him. He said, if this was four or five weeks ago, six weeks ago, I would have tried to fit some balls in places where I had no business throwing it. Right. Like I would have, I would have threw a couple of them, um, and and, and would have wanted those back, and I would have thrown interceptions. But now I'm starting to see him recognize where and why coaches teaching me to do that. And he he executed what the game plan was. And as we talk go forward and we get to Stefanski, this is exactly what he wanted. This was not by chance that the ball was not going downfield. It was part of a, a bigger scheme, a master plan. And I thought he did, good, did a good enough job of taking that pressure and capitalizing when he needed to in the fourth quarter. You Gee, know, by what? the way, can we, uh, now that he's won against his first game, can somebody get him a jacket that actually fits him? <laughs> his jacket looked like he took it out of his dad's closet and or something. Intentionally, it looked that yeah. way. Yeah. That was style. Yeah, I guess. Yes. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm oh, not I didn't realize it, that. but that is style. You know that. You know one, that. one thing a couple of the offensive players were saying that they appreciated was how fast he got the ball out. Like it was, it was, he coming was. Out. It I was think that was quick. the point of emphasis all week. You yeah. can tell, get it out. Yeah. Wait, he, especially with the tackle situation that they had up front. We've seen TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith destroy this Browns team before yep. it was get it out. And I think he deceptively threw it a little bit harder than the guys were. As we go back and yeah, talk that's about the drops, be my main point. one of the other guys, one of the other offensive guys is like, it's just an adjustment time. You got to yep. get used to catching it because it was coming out different and a little bit harder than what they were I'm not saying Deshaun doesn't throw it hard. I'm saying it's just different. He the does, way but this guy throws out. it as hard as anybody coming out of the combine. Yeah, and it was coming out and it was just an adjustment period for some so, of these guys. Um, I went back and I started thinking. I remember a time when the Buccaneers were going through the same thing, where when they made the switch from Dilfer to Sean King, the, the, all the receivers said the same thing because they went through a period of drops. And this isn't the first time. This, there's other instances of this happening. 
particularly when you're switching from a righty to a lefty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I think it's I think Deshaun throws a decent ball. But what you're looking at here is the guy that throws as hard as anybody that's come out of the combine since they've been measuring that. There, it's just a little bit different. It's probably the difference of hitting 95 and 98. Mm-hmm. You can adjust, but you have to see it. And I remember the Bucks actually having conversations internally about, do we change the way he throws the ball? Do we change his, you know, do we need him to take something off? No, wrong answer. DTR knows how, how hard he throws it. He knows what windows he can fit the ball in. The receivers, in my view, will make an adjustment. No, no question. But that's what I attribute all the drops to, and that's totally fixable. I think Najoku specifically had four of the seven drops because he's getting the ball like the other guys really getting a little further down the field. Yeah, you're right. He's getting these really short passes. Yes, you're and absolutely so he needs the right. Most it is yeah. harder to adjust it yeah. when you're when you're closer to the quarterback. Right. He, the ball comes out with with smoke. Yeah, he definitely throw. And I don't want to change that at all. I don't want to wash that out of him. Agreed. The receivers will adjust. I look at the stats, not in a vacuum, but as they were accumulated. The interception, I don't count against him. The drops, if give him half of the drops. Now he's 28 of 43, and in a vacuum, even though it's probably only 190 yards, those are good numbers. You know, I'm going to make a point later in the show about how offensive numbers are down. 300-yard passing games, guys. Used to be somewhat normal. Not every, anymore. Every day. Not anymore. Patrick Mahomes used to throw up 300 yards a game. He's had it three times this season. Wow. It is, uh, I read a really good article that was written by um, Nate, the Yahoo guy. I've got his name. I'll, oh, I'll dig it out. No, Nate, no. I think it begins with an F. He did a deep dive on the offenses and how they've regressed. And uh, his basic conclusion was it has a lot to do with the teams allocating more assets to the defense. In, according to his research, in 2018, our offenses peaked. They have steadily gone down yards per game, points per game every year to where this year we're going to be the lowest in more than since 2008. Hmm. So it's really gone back down. So we used to look at the, the yardstick for a great game for a quarterback was 300 yards. Not anymore. It's more like 250, maybe even less. We haven't had many 250-yard passing performances this year. And we've got seven wins. So you can win differently this year. And that's why I love this Browns team's chances. We, we have a defense that will keep us in most of the games this year. Well, yeah. it's kept you in nine of the ten games. It has. We've beaten yeah. every team on our schedule this year but one. Think about that. Yeah. There's only two or three teams with more victories in the NFL than the Browns. Browns are tied and for the one fifth of them best record. has played 11 games. Yeah. We've played 10. So, you know... Everything is trending. I know it looks like on a disaster because if you'd have given me these facts before the season started, I would have said, oh, season's over. Yep. It's a gentleman's punt. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a draft pick and you're going to move on. Odd that Cincinnati finds themselves in that position and we find ourselves in the driver's seat in the AFC North. And I know people are going to look at me and say, no, we're not. Yes, we are. We are in, our, in the driver's seat and the Browns control their own destiny. Win out, you win the division, and you probably... You're in the mix for home field advantage. Depending on what happens tonight in Kansas City or with Kansas City and Philadelphia, you could still be in that conversation. Right. I don't think we for home are field. expecting them to win out. Not but expecting yes, them to. I'm, expect, I'm not expecting anybody to no, win out. No, but it's nice that on November 20th, but we're having that their own And that's more yeah. doable for us than Baltimore when you look at the schedules and you compare. Oh, yeah. The Baltimore's got a much tougher schedule because they haven't played San Francisco yet. And San Francisco's back to being San Francisco Did they look good again. yesterday? Yeah. And, and, and Kevin Stefanski is doing something where – you know, from week to week, 
team looks different. Like yeah. you, the, the game plan is different. When like, Belichick was at his best, that's what the Patriots looked yeah, like. Right. Sure. What right. does the opponent do best? Right. What does the opponent do worst? Attack that. Stay away from the other team's strength. That's what. That's what he's doing. And I, th- I believe the Steelers are the best defense they're going to face the rest of this year. You know, starting oh, starting oh, yeah. with the Steelers for the rest of the season. I would. I mean, I Denver's would've... got a solid defense and. Um, uh, Houston's defense isn't very Jacksonville good. Jacksonville leads the league in forced turnovers, which it's weird though because they've given up a lot of points down, in other yeah. games. But their defense, but it's not it's not as good as Pittsburgh. I'm forgetting. I oh, like the the Jets defense is good, but you know they're they're like they got to score and they can't. And it's not as good as the Browns. That's the bottom line. The Browns have the best defense. You can't. I still don't think any team. I don't think you could win with a good defense and crappy quarterback. I think if you're going to yeah, get. I don't either. I think you have to have a great defense. I think the Browns do. We'll see it now. Uh, the quarterback play's got to get better. Do you as think the season Bull, goes along. that yeah. um, you can win the Super Bowl with a great defense and middle of the road quarterback I, like I we've think, seen in the past? I think. I think you can. I, I think do too. you can. And, Not, I, and that's a, a shift for you. Oh, a huge because shift. Because at the start shift. of the season, you were saying this is a quarterback league. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to win it without a great quarterback. I see great play from teams this year that are not getting great play from their quarterbacks. No, no. But I still think the teams like Kansas City and Philadelphia have, a big advantage. have an advantage. I, I, I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's not as many of those teams right now. It, it, right. It, and so it's a little more open. And if the Browns can get their quarterback play to middle of the road, which I think is possible, I think they can beat anybody. I really do. And it's not even about the Kool-Aid. Like, you can look at the third down conversions. I think the, the, the Steelers were like 3 of 12. 3 of 17. 3 of 17, something like that. On, on, on. They were 3 of 17. 3 of 17. Three of seven. If the Browns. Browns weren't much better. I think they four were 4 of 17. Yeah. Yep. If, the Browns, if the Browns get you on third down. It don't matter. It, you're done. Now, you know, it's funny. We're used to, for so many years, and I think what we're learning this year is Browns history doesn't mean much, yeah, right? right. Yeah. But I, I, we're so used to in the past, oh, the Browns defense, they're at, it's third and third 12. Third eight, they get nine. Right. They <laughs> give up a bunch of yards. They did that once. Yesterday. They did it once, and I was yeah. like, but what was weird is I was surprised when it they gave it up. It's funny when they do it now. I was now, like, I can't believe it. I, I thought the same thing. Right? I said, they need, it's third and 12, they get 13. You got to be kidding me. Before last but year, you, before said, this year, you would have been expecting that. Yes, I yeah. said that's the old Browns, and that yeah. was the exception yesterday. It was that's the only right. time they did it. Yep. All they, right, here, here's something. I, I sent this to Mike before the show, and he said, bring it up if it fits, and it fits. He was going to save it for his Friday five, and maybe he still can. Jason Starrett's a guy we work with, I work with at The Athletic. He does all the number crunching, data analysis, and he found this and sent this to me last night. The Browns have run. Listen to this: 182 more plays than their opponents this season. It was wow. the case yesterday. Near, oh, it's near, I think 20 plays. It more. gets better. It's nearly double the edge of any other team. Number two is the Cowboys at 92. It gets better. So the wait, Brown. Wait, wait, what's the gap? 292. 182, 182 to 92. 92. So, it's so it's double, almost, almost, almost double. double. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So the Browns have run 182 more plays, and this is really it's it's ball control offense, but it's really the defense and getting off the field three and outs. Right. Listen to this. The average NFL defense plays about 63 plays per game. So Brown's opponents are essentially playing three extra games this year. Wow. They've been on the field for three extra games. Think how that will factor in at the end of the season. And like, yeah. and Mike and I were saying, I called him right before the show started as I was coming to the studio. He said, it's, they just beat you with paper cuts. They like do. they're bringing it's a death paper by a million guts. Yeah, they're bringing yeah. a paper cut to a gunfight. It's, it's exactly and they what just they're doing. And, and but you can you do away. that today. Yeah, you couldn't do that before because so many offenses were striking for big plays. 
big plays, explosive plays this year, explosive offensive plays this year in the NFL, down 10%, just from last year, yeah. which was down from the year before. And, and the key, one of the keys is that, and we'll talk more about it later, but that they have a great kicker this year, because Hopkins is... Oh, what a, di- it, yeah. what a difference yeah. he's made. And, yeah. and punter. And, and, and punter. The way they can flip, yeah. they can fact, flip the field. I think that kind of folds into coaching in general. Look at the job Callahan has done with Band-Aids. He has done an, a marvelous job. Special teams. They've had moments where they haven't been great, but in general, particularly now that they've got the right guy back there to return punts, yeah. special teams now looks like one of the better special teams units in the game. Yeah. Defense with Jim Schwartz. Yeah. This coaching staff, guys, looks phenomenal. He saved. He, they, they're doing things out of, out of sorts and out of wits. Uh, earlier in the show, I, I, we talked about them doing some different things. It's, it's funny that, that Kevin Stefanski actually was like, you know what? I'm going to plan for this thing to come down to the last play. I'm going to play to my defense, and I'm going to say, okay, whoever has this ball last has the best chance of winning the football game. Mm-hmm. So he said in, in, in the second mm-hmm. half, he's like, listen, we're not going to run anything to give them anything. I got in my back pocket about five plays. I'm not showing them them five vertical routes or five plays the whole right. entire game. We're going to save that for when it counts. Because you notice that the announcer kept talking about it. They got to go downfield. They got to go downfield. He said it the whole game. He yeah. said it the whole game. Yeah. And they kept running the ball, kept keeping it short. But that last drive, it was so masterful because it's difficult to call defensive plays. It's a thing to call defensive plays when you're at 14. But when, you up th- when, you are, when you're up three points or you're down three points or the game is tied, Defensive coordinators lock up, and then they say, well, it's a 50-50 proposition. I don't know if I want to play man coverage because sure. it could be yeah. pass interference. So you're going to get a little cushion. Yeah. It's a natural cushion. And they took advantage and of it. And he took advantage of them on the five plays yes. in the fourth quarter. And, and, and to your point on the defense, how big was it that after, you know, Jalen Warren breaks the big run, right, you 10-7. Oh. Then the Steelers had the field posi- the field position edge the whole second half. Yep. And that and the defense, they gave up the one field goal. But after that, they had a couple of drives where the Steelers really only needed to go 10, 15 yards to get a field goal to take the lead. And they did not Bounce let him get backwards. They yep. pushed him backwards. It was it was huge. Mike, do your read. I'll do a read. I'll send it right back okay. to you guys. And I know people in the chat are asking for Joe Flacco. We'll talk Joe Flacco after we do Kevin Stefanski here. But yeah. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. It is unquestioned, undeniable, and a UCSS fact, according to myself. Mikey McNuggets, the official validator of all sportsbooks in America. You can Google that. No one has more official validation on sportsbook than I do. And right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is simple to use, and they have everything you can imagine to bet on, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. That is FanDuel.com slash UCSS FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. All right, very good. One thing quick, what, I, I'm probably the only guy old enough to remember this. I know none of you guys will remember this. Maybe some of our viewers will. Watching yesterday, DTR wearing number 17 and, mm-hmm. and Jerome Ford wearing number 34. Mm-hmm. I was having flashbacks to Brian Sight, like, Greg Pruitt, somebody and the said, Cardiac so, Kids. Somebody said that in, in the postgame. They were did going, they? They, yeah, there's three or four it, people said that. It really yeah. did. It reminded me of 1979 and Brian Sight pulling victory out of his ass time and time and time and time again. They, yep. I think nine times they trailed in the fourth quarter and came back to win that year. It That's was incredible. nuts. And it reminded me a little bit of that yesterday in the fourth quarter on that last yeah. drive. You, you know what I want to shout out to? 
I've been challenging. I've been challenging these fans for about a whole half a year. Every barbershop I'm talking about the fans. Y'all got a job to do. Don't give up your tickets. And from what I heard in the stadium, it was one of the one, one of the loudest crowds that we've had in a very yeah. long time. I love you guys banging on the fences. Keep that banging was awesome. On, keep banging on them fences. And banging on the, the seats, oh, the floor. And, and, because I could hear that at home. I was getting yeah. chills. I'm like, oh, man, this is home field advantage. And, and the crowd, after and the one war, terrible towel that got turned into a toilet <laughs> yeah. paper. And that was funny. <laughs> after And after the, the Warren touchdown, the crowd for a minute was silent. Right, yeah. And then the Steelers score the field goal. You're like, oh, no, the momentum's starting to change. Yeah. But the, the crowd got back into it. The defense buckled up again. It did. And it was huge. And to to talk about what you know about Kevin Stefanski, because I know we're getting the Stefanski. Mm-hmm. G, you brought up the point, like, uh, that, did you guys see the movie Braveheart? Yes. Okay, everybody's seen That's Braveheart. So Jason, have I you seen Braveheart? Watching, yeah. I okay. was just watching You know William that, Hollis you know that scene where the, you know, they're talking about, uh, you can't win without a ho- horses, and these are, right? And the English forces, they're riding in on their horses, and, 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 um, the, the, the Scottish forces are there, and he's, and, and, and the main, and the main guy, William Wallace, is like, hold Hold, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hold. Yeah, right. And yeah. then the last second they pull out the, the tree trunks yeah. and they kill all the freaking horses. Yeah, they didn't actually really get killed in, in, in the movie. They, yeah, were, yeah. they were taking care of. But that's what Kevin Stavansky did. Yeah. He was dying to throw the ball down the field. He loves throwing it down the field. And the whole game he's saying, hold, hold, <laughs> yeah, exactly. hold. Exactly. Great analogy. And, and everybody was talking about it. Everybody on Twitter. The uh, Charles Davis was every third play was like, you got to throw it down the field. You got to throw it down the field. And then... He, he released the dogs on the last drive, as you said. He's it now go. They don't expect it, and it worked. Now, moving it forward. It was risky. It was risky, and risky you're right. I loved your analogy, too. This is a dangerous game yeah. to play. What, but, this, when did you start scheming? <laughs> yeah, I don't, here. got two great <laughs> Why are you scheming now? He was in the barbershop one time this weekend, G, and he comes out smoothly. That's what I'm right. They fed into one another. Like they were both exactly dead yes. on the money. So here's a question now moving forward. So Joe Flacco is coming in. Yeah. Well, hang I on. Think, before we get there, yeah. before we go to Joe, no, I'm we're on Stefanski. We'll do Flacco after Stefanski. Okay. Yeah. As you were talking about that, it kind of plays into what I said. I was talking to one of the players in the locker room, maybe thinking you, because I, I wrote after the game, extend them now. Andrew and Kevin should get extensions right, right. now. They've earned it. And I, and I, but, you know, you want to bounce things off players and say, you know, you think I'm crazy for writing this. And one of the players said, I think what he's done a really good job of is coaching with his gut. He coaches with his gut more than he used to. And it isn't just – by the book analytics of we need to do this exactly. because this is what we're supposed to do. He understands the momentum of the game better. He relies on his defense more. He weaponizes the punter. You know, he knows Absolutely. what a tool he has now in the punting yeah. game. Yeah. And, yeah. and you think that's on his own or is that a shift in the organization? No, I think it's I think it's realizing what you have. Because I have the noticed the exact have. same thing. What I've noticed is, and not just him, but league wide, I'm noticing a lot a big return to the old days. Not that they're, you know, teams are still more aggressive with their play calling, but I'm now seeing teams punting the ball more than they were the last couple of years in those midfield situations. And yeah, well, I've if you have a good defense, you're going to do it more often. Well, at, yeah. well listen, yeah. that's the safety net. It's We called it Jim Trussell ball earlier this week oh, that was, or last week. He was, and yeah. he played yeah. Jim. Jim Trussell had to watch that game at the edge of his seat. And when it was over, he said, that's the best, best game I've ever seen. I had the to check for a sweater vest. I see he got a vest up underneath <laughs> that there, there were He time, looked like yeah. it. The there punt is the most wa- important play in football. That there was were Jim's times line. watching that's this right. game that the offense, I was like, 
Oh, this is like watching Brockport Division Three football on offense. It was bad. That's what it looked like. It was, really, game. the whole game, the offenses were inept. Yeah, they were both yeah. inept on both sides Except of the football. Except for Jalen Warren. I think the Browns outgained the Steelers. This is the first yeah. time this year. And the Browns' total offense, what was it? 260 Two, 250? 260? Uh, look it up right now. I don't have the top of my head, but it was not high. I mean, was, neither team. Offensively, I mean, neither team we set, got 300 no. yards. We set offensive back a couple of years ago. The Browns continued their streak of outgaining the Steelers, 259 to 249, which means the Steelers now in 10 games this season have not outgained their opponent. And they are falling apart. You got that uh, – let's play that clip of um, Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Harris this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Najee Harris. You got that, uh, Mike? Can we play it for a second, then we'll get back to Stefanski here? I just, just – I do. Steve, you want to take tag? We're full. Hit play. I don't know if you guys all saw this. Do you think everybody has that team-first attitude? Do I think everybody has team-first on his team? Yeah. I'd rather not talk about it tomorrow, just talk about me, my performance. You don't want to ask questions about me. Guys, we have to go back to Pittsburgh. Thank you. You You think they were three and seven with that? And I think that was probably someone from Steelers Media Relations. Oh, yeah, she was panicking. Uh, If you would have covered up the face and just give me the text, that's something the Browns players typically say after a Steelers game. Mm -hmm. I had not seen that bull. That's fascinating. Right. Like, they're 6-4. and four. They're they, six It shouldn't and be a disaster. And in, it, it, they're the first team out of the playoffs right now, aren't they? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I so think So, they're they like, you know, they're, they're – They're not out of it at all. Not at all. But that – I mean, that, look, that you, looks awful. You know what, that, you know what that's, that's the signs of that we've been there? That's a sign of somebody being like, we ain't got no quarterback. When you ain't got no quarterback, that's like having your water cut off at the house. You can live without every, all the other stuff, gas, electricity – but you got to have water for a lot of things. And he's sitting there thirsty as hell being like, we just lost yeah. to the third string quarterback for the Browns who's a rookie. Yeah. And we got our guy, our starting guy. Players like that do not expect to lose to guys that are third string quarterbacks. No. And that's what and, he felt they lost to. And, and the Steelers, by the way, their talent on offense is not that bad. It's their quarterback stinks. I mean, I already talked about the OC. I think their quarterback just stinks. I, the OC's part of the problem, but I think I thought Penny st- uh, Pickett stunk from the moment he came in. Well, the OC might be a product of the limited skills at quarterback. Yeah. Because look, sure. you're not calling certain plays if you don't think you've got the quarterback that right. can carry them out. Yes. And I, I, the one thing I wanted to ask on Stefanski and DTR moving forward was it was a dangerous game he played. No yeah. question. But to your point, that, that's not going to work all the way through the playoffs. No, no. no but he knows that. Yeah. I, do you think, Jay, he's more likely now to take the chains off of DTR, particularly the way he handled that last game drive, build some confidence? DTR was emotional when the game was over, guys. He was yeah, wiping like that. tears. That was cool. I love it. Yeah. But it also tells me that. He was he was carrying a huge burden. Yeah. And I think those were tears of relief. Wow. I didn't blow it. Yeah. I don't know that necessarily they're going to take a lot of the chains off. You're on the road now for the next two weeks, and Denver's not an easy place to play in the altitude no. and everything else. I think you're going to see a very similar game plan of keep it short, keep it, get it out quick, and keep everything simple, keep everything in front of you. We talk about it all the time. Screens, extra linemen, and play action, take a deep shot on third down. Now, the deep shot, I did expect it to come. I thought because the Steelers, and Tyvis and I talked about this at halftime. Tyvis said, they're just going to sit on the routes. They had everybody within 10 yards of the line of yeah. scrimmage the entire yeah. game. Yeah, and that's why I think the Browns really, once once Pittsburgh figured out they're not throwing it at all, that's normally when Kevin takes a shot. Once you pull him in, that's when he's going to take a shot deep. But guys, Get one-on-one on the outside the run and go. Game. The run game is going nowhere. If, if, if every team we play moving forward, has all 11 defenders within 10 yards of the ball, you're not running it. 
No. You're, you're, so yeah, but even in the first half, they couldn't run the ball. Should we make an elite joke? Nah, no. Or let it go. Let's <laughs> let it go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, here's what Listen, I want to say. Yeah. I only went down one spot in the yard in the yards per game. Again, they didn't, they didn't run the ball. I, I'll no, say this. They yeah. were short of 100 yards, which I thought they'd go over 100 yards for the game. I, give them credit. They, they're I not mean, running it. If the defense plays like this all year, the run game's well, over. When you get Hayward back, that uh, Hayward is a dominant I mean, this guy is supreme when it comes to stopping a run. Like Hayward is a is a monster. Like he's he's dominated for years and years and years. So you know, I when they when I saw what they was coming out in, they had two three techniques and a nose. You're not running against that. That's almost like a yeah. five two. Like they had guys sitting up there. That's why I love the game plan so much because he said, "Look, I only got five throws. I got about five plays, and I'm not going to show you them yet. Our goal is to keep it simple and keep it close the whole game." And then we're gonna see how much. See the difference between what a Schwartz poker face though. The whole, whole the, diff- the difference between Schwartz and everybody else is Schwartz don't care. The same defense you're getting in, you're gonna get it in the fourth quarter. Right. That's why you can get somebody off the field in 14 What's seconds. What's aggressive? It's a Fort, Fort, They wasted 14 seconds on the clock and gave the ball back to the Browns. That's how quick they got them off the field. Why did we call a timeout at the end of the game? Oh, okay. Did Stefanski address that? Well, that's that's the only criticism I have. So they called the timeout. With 19 seconds left. And no, then I they ran and had to scramble to. to, to I didn't understand why they didn't reverse it. I don't know why, why they, they just spike didn't, and then call the timeout I, with I'm three with seconds left. I, 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 I was that was my only question for Stefanski. I through my brain thinking, what good reason is there? I didn't there understand that. Did you? To, to use that timeout there. Zach and I talked about it live. I don't remember, and I forgot to ask Kevin about it after the game. Yeah, so. I'd like to know. It was really the only I thought criticism that was a I had. I, the other things, I thought. The challenges. I would have challenged but the safety get, for we, sure. We got to fire the coach who tells Stavansky when the challenge or not, because ultimately. So, what's weird what about happened that? There? He threw the flag. But it was too, too late. late. But, but then in the post game, he said, like, he was asking if it was challengeable, and he was, and it was, and then they decided, like, not to do it anyway. And we're like, but you threw the flag. So that, that was yeah. a little bit confusing. And then the one that he did challenge on that the fourth down spot. Challenge. Yeah, I didn't like that challenge at all. It and worked they had, out. And they I didn't had like plenty it. of time. Because right. Kenny it was like got, a timeout on the field. I know. And I, I was texting with our subscribers. I'm like, well, they must have a really good feeling about this right. because they had plenty of time to look at this one. Yeah, I didn't And then we saw it. the replay and it went even closer. Well, I'm I like, think what, what happened is yeah. he must have gotten confused because the players were jumping on the helmet. Right. Because Pickett's helmet came out and went yeah. backwards, and you saw players piling now, on the helmet. But, but Pickett was already sure way this. past Someone's the line. Someone's got to check. Yeah. I'm 99.9% with sure you that when I, the helmet, helmet comes, comes off, off, the, the progress yes. is dead. Yes. Yes. I thought that's and what he was so, going with. So I'm saying, oh, he's going to challenge because his helmet came off. Yep. Because I think right. it's a rule. You, I, no, no, yeah, no I, I was going to bring is. that up. Okay. That is the rule, and I'm not sure. And I have to double check, and I don't even know if you could find this. When you challenge the spot, can the referee go back and retroactively no. respot the ball from where the helmet came off? Because they didn't blow up dead. But it I don't know if it's challengeable. Dead. I don't know that, but I yeah. do know this: if they, they, it is a rule, so I think it allows the replay official to look at that. When did the helmet come off? Uh, but obviously, and then they determine didn't, that that's yeah. where the progress was stopped. Side note on all that: yeah. I didn't see it live, but I saw on social media. It's hysterical. Miles yes. picking up the quarterback's helmet. Freaking hilarious to oh, have to Miles with the Steelers helmet. And they, it was, do we have the clip of that, Mike? Did you pull it? I'll, I'll pull it in. It is I actually see it. I mean, it goes back to the helmet swing. Yeah, sure, Miles of holding the helmet. And like one of the Steelers players came up and grabbed it. And Miles is like, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it was like great. like pre- I, you'd have to you just have to see the video. Yeah. He sort of like flips a moment of levity. To the point on the replay of the safety, it actually worked in the Browns' favor. Because well, the way it they played got, out, it did. Yeah. Right. It, it, obviously, you're you, still going to take the two points in sure, the moment. But had they gotten the two points, the, the Browns started that drive at the 50. Midfield, right. Maybe they would have started it there. You know, you would well, have to go off for Who knows if they would have scored there. You from the there. 20, and right. typically you can punt the ball 60 to 65 yards right. in the air. So they probably would have been significantly behind the 50-yard right. line. So it's not unreasonable to think that the Browns may not have scored on no, that No, you're drive. right. And that was their, you know. that was their lone touchdown. That's drive. right. That was yeah. it. It was. Hey, I got the uh, the play, by the way, after Kenny Pickett lost his helmet. If you guys All right, let's see this. So where's where's there's the scrum. Here's Miles getting up. Okay. Oh, with the helmet. oh look what I found. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it back. <laughs> hey, look, he's like, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. I got, listen, I, that, that's hilarious. That, that is fantastic. Good. I would love to have a mic down there. That yeah. is really good. Nah, yeah. nah, fam. You ain't getting no. I, uh, listen, if you watch any game, there's always going to be a couple plays where you, where you scratch your head about what the coach did. But I thought Stefanski, no, that was once again, me. was magnificent. Marvelous. Yes, yeah, I, I thought he was really good. I yeah. just didn't understand And I agree with Jason that, that you should extend him right now. I don't know that I'm in agreement with Andrew Berry, but I, I can think, live with I it. Th- we can get into that later yeah. on. But, I, but I, he nailed – listen, I told you when they drafted Dewan Jones, it's not about talent, it's about yeah. maturity. He's been terrific. Dewan has how, been great. How much yeah. time do each have on their deals? Uh, Kevin has one year left, so okay, you would cool. extend him after this year. Yeah. I don't know if Barry's off the top of my head, but I would imagine they run pretty close okay, to Okay, I would think they'd yeah. be concurrent too. Here's what I would say to that. Keep the keep in it. The, I'm fine in, with it. In the past, let more hay come into the barn. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. Let's see. And and here's why. There's no need to do it. Nobody can sign him right now. There's no race. Oh, I see to, what you're saying. So l- finish the season. Seven and three now looks great. Yeah. I've seen seven and three turn into eight and nine. And I guess I'm not, I'm not predicting that. Why but. I would do it now is because he has earned it to this point. And if 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 it hits the fan and it goes off the rails, we just got done saying they're down to their fourth and fifth tackles. They don't have their franchise no, quarterback. They don't. So if it winds up at nine and eight or ten and seven, I still think he earns but it he, because of all that they've overcome. It. I've seen in the past, in the recent past, teams make emotional moves that they don't need to make. Oh, the Browns do it all the time. I know they do, but there's no reason to continue doing that. Uh, I thought when the Giants signed Daniel Jones off last year, I'm like, wow, I, can't can't we see a little bit more of that before we decide that we're going to f- make this guy a franchise-paid quarterback? Well, what you d- and he was in the last year of his deal, though. That's a little different. Okay, yeah. that one's different, and but I, and he, had, he played great. He played really well, I, I, the and ar- they went all in on him. But, Jay, the argument would be that Daniel Jones had one good year, and I think Jason and I would both argue that Kevin Spence no, has been good it's not his an entire argument. time here. Kevin's, I yeah. don't know that you'd say his entire time. He's I had would. two really good seasons. He's yeah. had two seasons that they underperformed, so I can't say he was really good all four years. But yeah. also, all you that don't, being said, I don't think they I, underperformed I, last year. All that year. being said, I want him re-signed. Yeah. yeah. I just don't see the urgency to do it before this season's over. That's fair, I guess. And I just want to see more yeah. of it. It's. I just think that he's earned it now because of where they're at, and I'm just. I. I'm. I fear that if it does unravel here at the end, everyone's like, "Get rid of him." I'm like, "No, guys, look what he had to work with. Like, no, look what he's had to deal with, and look where he's got." The good news is, I don't think it's going to unravel. I don't think. I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. And and look. Let's just let it play out. I, I believe it's going to continue. I don't know yeah. that they're going to, you know, if I was continue him, to win at a seven and three rate. I but I think they're going to win. If, guys, if they win eleven games, they're they're home for one playoff game. Here's the thing: 
I wouldn't sign it. Like if I was him, I bet on myself. And if he goes into the playoffs and they get to the playoffs, what, what we, we've seen happen, he's going to be coach of the year. There's no other. There's no other candidate, really. Uh, I think uh, no. Dan Campbell in Detroit, yeah. Mike McDaniel's in Miami, because he just won well, a couple years also, ago. Uh, what's his name? Ryan. Demico Ryan. Demico Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's good a good one. But for me, I would look at it like this: If they keep winning these football games with with thirteen quarterbacks and all these injuries, I, I mean, he's the, certainly going to be those in the mix. Guys, yeah. There's no better job than than what he's done. You take C.J. Stroud away. They're not doing that. So that would be the urgency right there. If this guy goes on to win a Super Bowl, the price of Kevin Stefanski goes up dramatically. Well, you're going to have to do it. You don't want a lambda coach. You don't want a coach going into the last year of his deal with. So the time yeah, to do it is this offseason. You would yeah, do it this offseason. Yeah, 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 yeah. off yeah. yeah, but to your point, and this would be the reason why you would do it now, if you're sitting in the front office and you're thinking, this team could go all the way. This team could go to a Super Bowl. The price of Kevin Stefanski with every game he wins probably goes, goes up. up a yeah, little. Yes. I don't think Jimmy's worried. If he has the right coach, I don't think he cares. The one thing I'll either. give him credit for, I don't think he cares how much he he'll has spend, spend money on where yeah. it's not against the now. Yeah. My, now the thing I'm now the person you need to extend today is is is, is Jim Shorts. I need he him. He just got here. Well, it doesn't matter though, G. If he wants to leave to be a head coach, no matter how many years you give him, he can leave. I've asked around: Is he a yeah. candidate? He absolutely is a, going to be a candidate. Is at his age, he will be a candidate. Since so it's a little too early to start talking about. I'm now, not going to worry about consensus. that. I, I got a couple of guys that say, "Well, hell yeah, he's a candidate. Look what he's done." A couple of other guys have said, "Age and previous experience as a head coach, right, will." will work against him. And obviously, you can see why that would be the Seems case. like going with young coaches these I days. I know they do. He I left yesterday's do. game in sunglasses and an orange puffy vest. Just chilling. Strutting through the locker room. He's sunglasses a boss. On. Well, no I love that. Remember, He's when, a boss. When the Browns, when the, when the Steelers got the ball at 10-10, and they had it like started their drive at their own, at the Browns like 40-yard line. Was that after the 25-yard punt? Right, yes. Yes. And then the Browns stopped him. He was going nuts on the sideline. Yeah, he was like, him. right deep. He's the best. Yeah. He was using some words I'm not going to say. But, I, uh, I, I, I remember that, that drive specifically yeah. because I think that was the one where they were, we just dodged a big, big Oh, yeah. Bullet. That was his only bad punt all year, really. Punt, I started thinking, yeah. again, you can beat me up for this, but yeah. 58 years of history. Here we go. Here we go. But it wasn't. It wasn't. And by the way, once again, a penalty flag on the final field goal and for a moment, you're like, oh, no. It, and again, what? it was against the other. It, I pauses, the, it, it pauses the celebration. I yeah. hate that. Didn't in the, the Brown, moment. Yeah. Didn't you, the Browns only get called for one penalty? One penalty, penalty, 10 yards. Game. I wanted all to point game. that out. Yeah. That was on my game notes. Yeah. One penalty, that was it. 10 yards. It, was a, that was it the seemed like a big on one. It was a big one. Because it was right after the touchdown by it's, the Steelers. You start first yeah. and 20. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, he, well, this is ending in a punt. Because they had gotten a first down on that play, I think, or got nine yards maybe. They did. Like they had a, they yeah. had a big pass completion yeah. that was right around the first down, and it yeah. came back. So but it was really a 20-yard penalty. And then yeah. he gave up a sack. Hudson gave up a That's sack right, right yeah. after the illegal use of hands. So. But again, those guys did a good job. The for the most part, they did. Oh, Bill Callahan, did is it, can, can we make a statue for an offensive line coach in Cleveland? Pay him some more money, I'm too. I'm good with that. I think he's the highest paid non-coordinator I think I read that yeah too. I'm yeah. stopping him I'm, I'm sending a turkey filled with cash uh, right <laughs> right for Thanksgiving both of them Jim Shorts take, take one of those presidential pardon turkeys yeah yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> that presidential power turkey is like that that's that's a get out of jail Kevin, for, Kevin right. said he's never rotated tackles like they did yesterday with DeWine that's and, very and you know what I thought right of I mean, the situation dictated it but I thought earlier this year I asked the question we see it on the defensive right, side right, right. where guys are right. going with fresh legs and, and situational. 
Are we getting to the point offensively we where might. we see that? It, it was because they had to. It was out right. of necessity. But I loved it. Put the. It's kind of That's like right. when baseball, when you need to bunt, what do you do? You put the pinch hitter in that can lay down the bunt. Yeah, 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 when yeah. the situation calls for it. And by the way, when you put a guy in who's better in pass block and it's third and 12, right. everybody you know in the stadium coming. knows right. what they're That's doing That's why you're anyhow. only going to do it, do it in obvious passing. In extreme situations, yeah, right. right? But I'm all for it. I would like to see more yeah. rotation yeah. of offensive linemen so they can have fresh legs. Because sure. one of the things that we've seen in this, you know, if we all can agree that we're moving towards a more defensive game, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that these defensive linemen it started in Philly a couple of years ago as a trend, but now everybody's doing it. Uh, gee, you watch that position more closely mm. than anyone. To me, it seems like the rotation and the situational use of those guys, they're using yeah. more of them, and their play count is down, I, and that's making them There's fresh. a lot of reasons. I think that's part of it. I think part of the reason this year it's so stark is because there's been so many injuries to quarterbacks. Well, that might be because defenses are the, the defensive linemen are fresh. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, they're getting free more. They're going against somebody who's in wrestling. One of the great equalizers is you're both the same. You both expended the same amount of energy. Right. But in football, if the defensive lineman has played 42 plays and he's going against an offensive yeah. lineman that's played 60 plays, give me the defensive that's lineman. Always, I mean, not always, but that hasn't. I mean, I don't know that that's that much different than it was three, five. I don't know. That's why I asked G. Well, defensive linemen, you know, you you swap out guys like me. Everything is getting downsized. If I played again, I wasn't fast enough. I ran like a four, eight, one. That ain't fast. That's like, that's not killing them. I'll be now. Listen, if I switch to play left tackle, we like that. You're athletic. You play basketball. Hey, you can block some of these guys. Now you got guys running four fours. Like, right. That's. They, they, they've, they've cheated the game. Like, they, they got thoroughbreds. The, the, but are they playing fewer plays in your yes, mind? Yes, playing, they're playing fewer plays, and they're faster, and right. they're more in shape, and they got two or three waves of guys coming in. That's what, so, To yeah. me, the defensive line is, is almost just as important as a quarterback because if, if the Browns or a team that doesn't have a great quarterback can prove <clears> that if I can get top-notch defensive pass rushers, and I can win with those guys and have a medium quarterback. You'll see a lot of other teams doing that. Yeah, and uh, on this team, Miles Garrett by far is the most important player. Oh, by by, by miles. Just miles. The, uh, it's miles by miles. The sack rate is seven point two percent right now. Yeah. That's the highest. It, this is in the red zone. Jason, you made a point earlier about how teams are kind of giving up yards between the twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the stats that I found on this rising defensive prowess was particularly in the red zone. And one of the things that really jumped out to me was the sack rate uh, inside the red zone now is at 7.2%. That's the highest since they've been tracking this stat. Wow. Most of these stats go back to 2000 because that's when the game really yeah. got, I think, you know, I, slowed I th- down for yeah. all these numbers. I think this offseason is going to be huge for the offensive minds in this league to counteract to make what's the adjustment. happening. Yeah, yes. I, clearly what we're seeing is, in my, in my view, it's just an adjustment to the offenses and all the, not all, but most of the assets going toward the offensive side. Around 2018, but really around 2020, the league now is allocating more assets to the defensive side of the ball, and you're starting to see this renaissance in defensive philosophy. It kind of ebbs and flows. Once yeah. upon a time, defense was 
won championships. But yeah. that wasn't the case yeah. in the well, late we'll see if it's, teens. it's going to be fascinating to see the uh, yeah, playoffs I, this year. What happens to the Kansas Cities and and and, and uh, Philadelphia's right. when they run into the Cleveland Browns? Right, but the thing is those defenses. teams have good defenses too. They do. Not as good as they the do. Browns. The Chiefs' but, defense is really good. Yes. I think the Chiefs right now scare the hell out of – should scare the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Even though they're not they doing Patrick what they Mahomes. usually they do. Just, yeah. One thing real quick, and then we'll talk Joe Flacco. Offensive line play across the league has been down, and there are fewer and fewer healthy, good offensive linemen, which certainly helps defensive linemen get to the quarterback at a higher rate. Guys, if you're watching, we appreciate every single one who's watching. We have over 4,500 people watching live right now. Nice. We love each and every one. Hit the like button. Do us a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. You'd be amazed at how much that does for us for UCSS on the back end inside of YouTube's algorithm. So if you can, it's totally free. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and we appreciate you guys for tuning in. We talk about the future of football, offensive adjustments to what defense has done, but let's go back in time a little bit to 2012. The Super Bowl winning quarterback that year is now the Browns practice squad quarterback. That is Joe Flacco, who they signed this morning. He's expected to be elevated to the active roster. And guys, we talked about it on Friday when they worked out Joe Flacco. They didn't sign him, but... He is now part of the Cleveland Browns. It is official. And what are your thoughts on Joe Flacco joining the Browns quarterback room? I like it, guys, and I'm fine with him being here, but I hope he never plays a game for the Browns. That's right. I want D- First of all, with this right now the Browns offensive line a little leaky, and DTR is able to make plays with his legs. He made a couple of big plays with his legs. Joe Flacco is incapable of doing that. He can't do anything with his legs. So, uh, listen, unless DTR is a complete disaster, I mean, he's, he's turning the ball over at a crazy rate. Joe Flacco has no upside. Zero, zilch, nothing. Well, experience. No, but we, I'm saying what he does on the field, we know there's no, like, s- secret part of his game that at 40 all of a sudden is going to come out. We don't know what DTR is. Wait, how old is Joe Flacco? How old do you think he is? I'd say he's 35. 38. 38. No, 38. 38. I think he's about to turn 39. Okay. Okay. So, I look at DTR and I say, I don't know where the ceiling is. The odds are it's a lot higher than what Joe Flacco's ceiling is at this point in his career. Uh, Joe Flacco's a limited... Well, moving forward, there's no question about that. Yeah. Joe's best football's behind him. DTR's is ahead. Right. And so, I'm going to keep playing DTR because he made... Big improvements from his first start to his second start. Right. As long as the the arrow continues to point up ever so slightly, that's fine because he the turnover was not his fault. He didn't make it, he didn't really make any dangerous throws in this game that were like, oh my god, they got lucky that wasn't intercepted. Uh, Joe Flacco has been on the couch and he's 38 years old, so I'm not playing him unless I I feel like I got no. I'll play him over PJ Walker. Yeah. Because I know P.J. Walker has He's no upside. He's basically the insurance policy. Yes. But I'm hoping that DTR continues to show little progress, little progress, yeah. that by the time we get to the playoffs, he's reached that adequate level. And and with a great defense, we can you know they can win that way, hopefully. But I, I have no interest in Do you guys agree with that? that it, yeah, I don't want to see him. I, I, I'm exactly the same place. I, I don't want to see him unless <clears> there's <throat> an injury. Or unless DTR is 9 of 24 f- with four picks. Right. His, like, okay, then break glass in case of emergency. Yeah, right, that situation. Flacco. His most value could come, should come in the film room, in the quarterback room during the week. Right. You know, Deshaun, I think, is going to have the surgery this week, so he's probably going to be out. You know, right. she was at the game yesterday, but he's not going to be around this week for game prep. Sure. It's, it's a veteran who's seen it all, who knows it all, who's experienced it all. 
in this who, division. Yeah. In I this think it's division. like a second offensive coordinator who's won a Super Bowl. So he, I think in that regard, he can be invaluable. If you put him on the field expecting to win you a game, God help you. Yeah, like, you're in trouble. He, he, can't, he can't move. <clears throat> but if he's the last option, I think he's better than P.J. I'd Walker. rather have him out there than P.J. Walker. Yeah, so I, I, just think, I don't think there's it. really anything bad about this. No. Someone texted me no. this morning. Ooh, Deshaun's going to be pissed. No, he's not. No. Why? Because no. you're well, Come you know, he's like, oh, why are they bringing a veteran in to do what no. Deshaun can do? Come well, on. Deshaun can't step on the field. Right. Yeah. And right. Joe can't. And, and that's thing, the difference. The thing that I, I guess just annoys me a little bit is like, why didn't you do this a month ago? I and, know. And Zach and I had this discussion, yeah. and he said timing's important. And, you know, Deshaun just got ruled out for the season recently. And if you go back and you look week by week by week, I guess you can make a case for why this didn't happen. I agree. I think Flacco's probably better than P.J. Walker. Yeah, yeah. Even though he's been golfing up until yesterday, yeah. he's probably still better. Is there a Man. reason that we haven't thought of that organizationally, like contract? Because it was weird. They brought him in last week. Sent yeah. him home without signing him, and I thought well, they probably had an unwritten think, agreement. I right? think no one told me this. Oh. I think we talk about the cap all the time. Every dollar matters. Why would you? It's a game check if you sign him on Friday, and he can't play. He's not going to play. No. Why would you give him that prorated money for that week? If you wait an extra week, the money comes down, the cap number comes down. It's not much, but it's margin. But it matters. If he's not going to play, why do right. it? You have to, and in terms of practice squad spots and 53s and everything else, I think Did it's you more think procedural they had a handshake anything. deal? Because my fear Probably. was this. Oh, yeah. oh, shit, he's on the, he's, he's taking a flight to Cincinnati right now and the Bengals are going to sign him. No, I think that they, they knew when he left how it was going to go. Okay. I, I think, I think we're, we're downplaying this a little bit too much. <clears throat> the reason I like this move, and I think it's a home run, um, is because A, you get somebody that is going to be able to, Accelerate the, the learning curve from for DTR. He's going to be able to tell him this is what you're looking for in this coverage. He's going to be, he was going to be able to tell him how to break apart films and and more importantly, I think the Cleveland Browns are telling you that this is the anti punt move. Actually, they're going for this. They're one, all in. The one. Yeah. yeah. Because they're saying, okay, if we got one quarterback to go out and get, which one can we get that really makes a difference in a pinch? I thought they looked at what happened with the San Francisco 49ers last year and said the San Francisco 49ers was at a place where their defense was playing lights out and they could not beat the Eagles because they didn't have a quarterback. There was he, George Kittle was ready to take snap, direct snaps. <laughs> That's a fact. In, in one game scenarios, if DTR gets you to the playoffs or even it looks like they're going to be in the playoffs and DTR gets knocked out of that game, he's mobile, he's a slight of, of, of frame. He is tiny. For, he is little. For one game? <laughs> yeah. And the defense has not had any tape on Joe Flacco? He could win you one game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just you're, you're 100% he right. He win you that game. DTR gets knocked out in the second quarter. I got to play two and a half quarters with P.J. Walker or Joe Flacco. Yeah. Give I'll me Joe Flacco 98% every time. of Browns fans yeah. will, will say, if they're being honest, yeah. Flacco's coming into the game in the third quarter. The Browns are down three. Oops. You're up here. Here comes P.J. Walker. You know what fans are yeah, like, you know Oh, what no, no, I've seen you, this before. You know what that is. And so my thing is, Joe Flacco was a guy, and you're, you're just looking to hit lightning in a bottle. They want to get the Cardell Jones here. Uh, you, they want to get a guy, you maybe Jeff Hostetler, something like that. But we, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to just say, all right, we're going to take this room and we're going to take the combined, you know, necessary traits from each one of you guys and try to get one quarterback out of three. And we'll, yeah. we'll mix it up and figure it out. But I like what they're doing. This move tells me that 
they think that they can make the playoffs and they're going to be in the playoffs. I agree. Of course, it's a home yeah. run, but I have one major concern is that he doesn't fit the room or the playbook. That, that's my only concern. But Kevin Svansky has shown you. I'm able to adapt and mold. Yeah, He's moving I mean, different yeah, but, with but his playbook now. You, he DTR didn't have any 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 run run really like uh, he hasn't run any RPOs or run any read options. He did those only two third on third down twice. They did the QB draw to, see more to of that. side, but that was all he did. And I, I'm assuming they didn't run more because they need him to stay healthy, right? I well, assume you lost your so starting quarterback on yeah. a run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know so that's you know that if, changes the if, way you look at things moving forward. If Joe Flacco does not take a snap, I think we're all going to be happy. That's a good sign. If Joe that Flacco means DTR is healthy, not playing well, yeah, yeah, because I think. The only way you break that glass is if it's an emergency. You're either down big and he's Mm -hmm. played horribly or he's injured. I wonder if they'll – they're not – I don't think they're going to want to keep P.J. three quarterbacks on the active roster. They may have to cut P.J. Walker and then bring him back on the practice squad. I don't know. I don't know the rules well enough. I don't know if they can do that because he was already on the practice squad. They elevated him three times. They put him on the 53. So maybe uh, I, maybe if he clears waivers, maybe they'd have to release him. Yeah, he would clear is waivers. anybody picking him up? Probably not. Yeah. And then he would go back. I think I don't. I don't know. I need to look into that. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, do I don't you, think real quick. I don't think if they cut him, they could just initially re-sign him back to practice squad because they already elevated him three times and had to sign him off the practice. squad. I think they squad. only elevated him twice. No, they, they did, did three. Was, was they it did three? three. It was three. Yeah. I thought it was only two, yeah. but all right. Because if they if they send him back down the third time, then he goes through waivers. They have to right. reclaim him. So. Yeah, but again, uh, who's claiming him? It's funny. I, that's, I mean, that, that's a fair point too. Yeah. Are, are, do, do you think there's any rules changes on the horizon when it comes to quarterbacks in specific? One of the things that I noticed, and this is fantasy football, but it's this. It's kind of the same thing. The quarterbacks are they're they're very slim picking we know that but there are situations more this year than any before because we've already had 50 quarterbacks in the league take snaps start games where it's going to be more because you're going to add a few more this week you are so I'm almost wondering what the rules committee is going to do in terms of or maybe this is a negotiation between the players association I don't know what else you could do well they already already did it this year to more protect these quarterbacks were in this situation, like if the Browns lose, were to lose PJ Walker. Not that he's a commodity. Yeah. But you're gonna. The league wants good quarterback play. Everybody agrees. I don't in know that. what else they, they already basically. Oh, them in you're pillows. saying in terms of roster? Yeah. I mean rosters. Oh. They're protecting I, these guys. Well, so they that, did change. So the you rule. have a little. I know, but like, so you have even <clears throat> more flexibility moving forward to protect a guy like DTR. And every team should be able to PJ. use a third quarter back in case of injury no I know they changed yeah. that they well, changed that they, rule. they have to be you have to carry him on the 53 right those have to be on the 45 right. so what I'm wondering yeah. is yeah. is there some sort of an exemption that we can pass where <clears throat> you put them on the quarterback but every team on your practice squad rather gets an exemption for quarterback where you can't lose these guys because the league it's in the best yeah. interest that the league gets good quarterback play right but it's not fair to the player if they could be on an active roster it's not else. but you can financially make it so it's less punitive to i don't me. know yeah. that the players association i don't would think go they would that. agree and how often do you pluck a quarter I, it's happened it's definitely happening. it's happening more this it feels like it's happening more now i'd, I'd be interested to look into to see if teams are plucking quarterbacks because I, I don't feel like there's been that many plucked off the, practice the browns did it with nick mullins right didn't they lose him they or did, get they, him yeah. from they, they, no, they got him, I think, that from way. From another team. I just think any guy that's on a practice squad, you know, if, if he got picked up, you find someone else. I I, I know, but as, yeah. as we're dwindling down into the yeah. quarterbacks available, I don't think it's in the league's best interest to have situations where it's happened this year and last year where Baker came in, two days notice, started for the Rams, won somehow. Yeah. This year it happened with, with Dobbs, 
who looked pretty good last night in defeat again. He won also the game but, playing after two days. But he, he wasn't supposed to. The quarterback they had got hurt. Right, exactly. In, in so, the game, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, sacks are going way up in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quarterback injuries <clears throat> seem to be going up. I don't but know if that's if anecdotal or provable. I think teams but, will adjust. But, I mean, I Aaron Rodgers, it was an Achilles. It wasn't a contact no, injuries. No, no. Joe Burrow was a ligament. It wasn't really a contact. Well, we don't, know when, was a contact, we don't know when Burrow's injury started. Yeah, I don't but know. It just, I Could mean, have happened in practice. I just think it's know. it's an overreaction to say they got to do something to, to – I think they already – I know you were talking roster, but on the field, yeah. I can see where this is going. We're going to talk about, well, yeah. you got to protect the quarterback. They're already protected. Yeah, I know, but yeah, if you look the at field. the specific injuries, it's yeah. not like it was – they were standing in the pocket. It's just been a bad year, and it is bad – Listen, the league wants offense and good quarterbacks. Especially like in yeah. the NFC Championship game last year. Right. When Brock Purdy That's a bad situation. suddenly became the savior, and now yeah. he's unavailable, and you're looking at George Kittle. Like, I don't want George Kittle to take snaps right. in an NFC right. Championship nobody game wants as a that fan. Situation. I don't so that's that's pretty luck. rare. It's just bad luck. Yeah. It is, but it's, I, I'm just wondering how we're trending more towards that. But they changed the rule because of that specific game where now yes. you can have they that an emergency quarterback. They did. So and we can see what's coming, but you mentioned last week. Or I mentioned it, then you referenced it again, and it's going to happen. The number's going up. 49 different quarterbacks have started this year. Yes. 49. That's well, more than this half week the teams in the NFL. It's going to be 50. Well, started at least two Jake Browning's going to start for the Bengals. That's that 50. Tim Boyle or somebody might start for the Jets this week. I yeah, feel like there was another. Oh, oh, Gino got hurt. I know he came back in. He but came I don't back know. in. He's a game time decision. They haven't said. So there could be three more next and week. And isn't Gino on a short week? Isn't Does Gino play Thanksgiving I don't Day? I'm I don't not know. sure. I'll look that up. Uh, let's talk a little special teams, though, guys. 